Hello there, and welcome to Dork Wars, the podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I have the best host in the galaxy with me tonight. First up, we have the ever-elusive Grant. Obi-Wan is dead. No one is coming for you. The funny one, Wesley. Obi-Wan is here. The Force is with him. What's up, dorks? And our very own Jedi Archive. Hopefully doesn't end up in, like, some yellow ambery stuff. Dietrich! Uh, I don't know anything about an Obi-Wan. I do have a Ben Kenobi for a neighbor. You think they might be related? Uh, that crazy old wizard doesn't know anything. But uh, here we are. We're talking about Kenobi tonight. We got a little bit of news as well. I'm just glad to have the band back together. We have started releasing our episodes every Monday. So um, last Monday, we did a good job of releasing that. So today that you're listening to this, if you if this is release day, if you're listening to it on release day, it's Monday. Um, and check out next Monday and the Monday after and the Monday after for Dork Wars every Monday. Um, I just thought I'd let everyone know because we haven't been consistent, guys. Like we haven't been consistent on our days, you know. We've been consistently inconsistent, though. My ex-girlfriend said I wasn't consistent enough either. Oh! So let's get straight into the news for this evening. Now hear this! Now hear this! Now hear this! Now you hear this, whoever you are. world's enough. So tonight on our news, we have some release dates. Uh, first off, Miss Marvel premiered this past week. Um, I thought it was supposed to premiere on May the 25th. I haven't seen any of it, so I don't know. Did that change? Like, what what happened there? Because I keep seeing like it premiered this week. I That's haven't seen anything question. else on it either, man. I, I have no idea. I didn't see it till this week, so. It, it, it released, the first episode came out June 8th, 2022. That would be yesterday? Okay. It's like so, Disney Plus didn't promote it like at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so now I'm. Well, they did. They said that it was supposed to release on May the 25th, and I feel like I should have seen some news of why it was pushed. I don't know. So nothing nothing premiered on the anniversary of A New Hope. That's great, Disney+. Plus. But um, that, that premiered. I haven't seen it yet. I don't think any of us have. So um, go check it out. I think it is definitely, from what I've seen and heard from people that I know and some of the other Red 5 folks, it's re- definitely geared towards a younger audience. Definitely a, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I watched the trailer for it and yeah, I agree. It, it seemed like for a younger crowd and I like the music. I had like the weekend playing or something. So. Oh yeah. I do like, I do like the weekend. Jurassic World Dominion came out on June the 9th, this past Thursday. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I can't wait to get into that. Are you guys excited about Jurassic World Dominion? Meh. It's probably going to be good, but uh, I've actually never watched any of the Jurassic Park movies. Oh, man, they've been on... T- <laughs> I know, I know, it's Grant? odd. I, I've, wait. M- I've meant to, I just you- never have. Wait, you talking Jurassic World or Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park or World. None of like, them. I've seen none of it. Jurassic oh, Universe? Oh, we, we We gotta have a timeout right. here. Oh, yeah. How do I drop you? How, there's gotta be a drop grant from oh, this no. podcast button somewhere on my screen. Um, I can't believe that, Grant. I, that's some of my favorite movies. Are, like, the first Jurassic yeah. Park and Lost World. How, how do we proceed forward from this? Like, Life <laughs> finds a way, Wesley. we have to catch grant up quickly but um jurassic world was a good film fallen kingdom fallen kingdom was pretty good it it was okay like it had some weird stuff thrown in there but it seems like they're gonna have a really you didn't watch it oh well you're gonna be definitely lost ended on on a weird note um yeah i'm i'm a very casual jurassic whatever insert your space and time fan <laughs> world universe continent ocean whatever 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 Jurassic noun you would like to have I'm only casually going to be observing it um, 
But yeah, the dinosaurs are now loose on the mainland, like a whole bunch of them. Not just like one T-Rex, like Lost World. It's a yeah. ton of yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah, Jurassic so. World, Yeah, they do more of like, they genetically modify a dinosaur and make it into like a, a weapon, like, like a huge weapon. And so it's kind yeah. of figuring out how to combat that and stop it. But Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... Have they tried calling up King Kong? Is that going to be a crossover, you think? Like Jurassic World with the Godzillas and the other monster universes? Man, I, I would like to see... Uh, what's, was it Mothma? What's the, they what's they the teased moth? that one. No, 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 no. Gojira, they teased that at the end of the last uh, Godzilla right. versus yeah, Hong. Hong. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. They yep. teased Gojira sure, at the end of that. Name. And that was a uh, and that was a uh, surprisingly good movie. I actually enjoyed it. I, I like Chris Pratt though. I mean, I'm excited for this movie. I am too. I can't wait to see the. Di- I love the dinosaurs, and it looks like we're gonna get like a feathered dinosaur in this one too. Mm-hmm. Like, a, it looks like a feathered Velociraptor. It's gonna be pretty dope. But in other news, a Lego set has released for our favorite scene in Kenobi so far, uh, Episode Three, where Vader is just wrecking Kenobi throwing him in the fire and such. The Lego set includes Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the the loader droid, and Tala. I don't know if any lighter fluid is sold. Uh, it might be sold separately. But, um, yeah, are you guys going to buy that set? I will not. Uh, I'm just not a big Lego collector, but it's cool. It is cool. I wish nothing you couldn't make at home with some spare parts, you know what I'm saying? That's true, man. I mean, as many Legos as I had when I was a kid, and I I don't have nearly as many Legos now as I wish I did. And man, you know kids. You know, I got kids. You know, kids. I, I have seen kids. Yeah. I do know. I mean, you have one. You have one as well. So. There's rumors that there's one around, yes. And the cats in the cradle and the suit. I laugh about thinking about um like all the parents that go and buy that new Lego kit for their kids. Like, oh, it's Star Wars. You like Star Wars? Here you go, Jimmy. And it's like a scene where Obi-Wan's getting burned and he's getting tortured and hurt. <laughs> so it's yeah, you can't have family funny. game night without someone getting burned. Literally. It's fun for the whole family. <laughs> so I saw a pretty interesting rumor today. So it looks like in the Acolyte, we may be getting Darth Nihilus, Darth Revan, Darth Bane, and Darth Malak. So that excites me. I'm a, I'm a little unclear on how that's going to happen, because like timeline-wise, it don't work out. Acolyte is, right. a, is 100 years before Phantom Menace, supposedly. So, and these, yeah. all these characters are like a couple thousand years. Way before. Yeah. If it's true, it had to be like a flashback or something. Yeah. Where did, where did this info come from? I hadn't seen anything of the sort. So bestbinbulletin.com. Yeah. I don't know if that's a reputable I, source, I don't... but that's why we call it a rumor. Well, it says. According to the Diz Insider Show, multiple fan favorites are set to appear in the upcoming Disney Plus series, The Acolyte. When discussing who they'd like to see play Qui-Gon Jinn, one of the hosts mentioned Keanu Reeves and followed by saying that he'd rather see him play Darth Revan, a popular fan cast, before saying, I hear they're going to bring in a lot of these legends, Darth Bane, Darth Nihilus, Darth Malak, and Darth, uh, dot, 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 Revan, all in Star Wars Acolyte, so we'll see. So the Diz Insider Show, I, I, I don't know if that's the official one that's that's been put on. So take take that with a grain of salt. It's a rumor. That's why we played the rumor has it uh, music before this. But it'd be interesting to see. I, I would I would like to see how they incorporate that into the Acolyte. 
You know, like, you ever watched Avatar: The Last Airbender? Sorry, I'm going like a tangent here, yeah, but it, it's related. It's related. All right, uh, like you know when uh, let's get on the train. You know, when Aang goes into like that. Yeah, when Aang goes into that Avatar state, and um, sometimes like he go, he like has these uh, confrontations with the previous avatars. Yeah. So I wonder if something like that, like that kind of principle, applies here. Like whoever the the, the Darth Sidious is. Or whatever, yeah. um, the the current Sith, um, yeah, gets to face all the previous ones. Ooh, that would be, yeah. and we know that like that kind of thing happens in Disney canon Star Wars because we did get Yoda facing off against Darth Bane in Clone Wars season five, where he's going on his journey, or no, uh, Clone Wars season six. Excuse me, it's uh, Clone Wars season six when he's going. Uh, to find the path to become a force ghost after he passes away. So pretty interesting stuff. Dork Wars the Podcast has a merchandise store. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. We have Dork Wars the Coffee Cup, Dork Wars the T-shirt, Dork Wars the Hoodie. And yes, we even have Dork Wars the amber congealing stuff that they put dead Jedi in to hold them creepily in some kind of dead Jedi museum that's not true and rather creepy so we will not be selling that substance to you guys nor to anyone else but all that other stuff we do have so check out Dork Wars the podcast merchandise store you can find that you can find that on dorkwarspodcast.com you can find a link to that on our Dork Wars link tree and while you're there, check out the links to our YouTube page, our links to all the other streaming uh, services that we're on. We're pretty much everywhere. So if you like Dork Wars the podcast, why don't you wear us wherever you go? Check out Dork Wars Merchandise Store. Dork Wars the podcast is also a part of the Red 5 Network. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. So tonight, we are talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, part four. Kenobi. Kenobi! Hello there. And before we get into this, guys, I have to issue a spoiler warning. We are going to throw full spoilers out there. Spoilers. For anyone who has not seen Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 4, pause Dork Wars the Podcast, go watch the episode, then come back here for our breakdown, thoughts, feelings, and there's probably going to be some humor too. I'm sure someone's going to laugh, because we're just a bunch of silly people. So, initial thoughts on this episode... I'm um, coming to you first, Grant. You've been kind of you haven't been very chatty tonight, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw you in there. What are your um, initial thoughts? Yeah, hadn't been very chatty tonight. Didn't know some of it, but my initial thoughts about this is uh, quite simple. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Wow, that's very surface level. Wesley, what are your initial thoughts on Obi Wan Kenobi Part Four? I I got it. I got a lot of New Hope vibes from this episode, just different, different parallels. But um, no, it, it was fine. It, it you know compared to last week at uh, part three, I thought that was really great, really great Star Wars. This one took a step back, a few notches, but we dialed it back a little bit. But right. uh, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, and I'm gonna come back to something you said in, in a moment. But first, I need to get yeah. Diedrich's initial thoughts on Obi Wan Kenobi part four. My boy Ben Kenobi's getting his groove back, man. He's coming in there swinging a lightsaber. Like he is actually fighting better now than he was in that last episode. And I liked episode three more than I like episode four, but I do like the character growth. Yeah, it's definitely an intricate, intricate part of the story. This episode is setting some good stuff up. You can't have full throttle amazing action every single episode. There's gotta be some building, right? And I'm not saying we did we got some great building last week. But, you know, not every episode is going to be a Grand Slam. One thing I did not like, quick gripe, 
It should not take three lightsaber swings to kill one stormtrooper. He's still working on that groove. Yeah, well, I mean, Tala, at the end of this episode, like, face palms one. Like, she just slaps him on the helmet, he goes down. So, you're telling me that Tala's open palm is stronger than Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. And, you know, those, those are small gripes. I think those are things that I can get over. You know, like, it's just, it's silly. You know, it's kind of silly when you think about it, but it's like, in the heat of the moment, I mean, who really cares overall, you know? Um, those are things I can get over. But I want to kind of go back to something that Wesley said. He was talking about how this episode gave him a New Hope kind of vibes, and I agree with that. So if you guys follow our TikTok, I posted a video on there a couple days ago uh, before this episode came out. I believe it was Tuesday. And it's got a scene. It's got a scene of uh, little Luke pod ra- pretending to pod race on the house. And it's like Obi Wan Kenobi uh, episode one, Phantom Menace. And then it had the the clone guy from the second episode. And I put Obi Wan Kenobi episode two, Attack of the Clones. And then of course Darth Vader draw uh, taking Obi Wan and dragging him through fire, and very reminiscent of uh, episode three. So I call that Obi Wan Kenobi episode three, Revenge of the Sith. So it seems like we have six episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We have six Star Wars movies that he is in. Um, I don't really, I don't want to really count the sequel trilogy in this just because thematically those movies kind of retread older motifs that we see throughout the first six movies. This episode, Obi-Wan Kenobi episode four, A New Hope, we see Obi-Wan reconnecting with the Force. We see him his spark we see him lurking around an imperial fortress not unlike the death star i mean it's it's very reminiscent of him sneaking around the death star in a new hope at least it was to me i feel like obi-wan's always sneaking around though like you know pick a movie that he's in i can find a time he's sneaking around phantom menace he was sneaking around naboo on Theed. Yeah, that's sneaking, true. That's sneaking true. around there the droids go. with with Qui Gon trying to get off the Trade Federation ship, always sneaking around. That's man, true. he's a very sneaky, sneaky boy. Boom, checkmate. That now that you mention it, man, he he is sneaking around all the time. He's actually a rogue. But yeah, I, I think it's cool. I like the parallels. So, do we think we're going to get a Obi Wan Kenobi episode five, Empire Strikes Back, and episode six, Return of the Jedi? Because I'll tell you what, him. I hope you're right. I mean. I feel like what can the Empire do to strike back harder though? He's already down. Like they've they've been on the ropes the whole time. Like they they haven't really even got like a a good win. I mean, Vader's you know, going to come back and the looks like he's about to win next episode, and then uh, Obi Wan's going to flip the script on him last second. Yeah, that's that's probably what it is. I think he's going to come in and kind of dominate. He's going to find like they're going to find where they're at with the path and stuff. So we're going to get the Empire bearing down on this place, and then the last episode. We get Return of the Jedi, Return of Obi-Wan at his full power, and he whips up on Darth Vader. That's that's my prediction. Calling it right now. And then he just he's like, peace, I'm done. I'm not going to like mess with the Rebellion anymore until the little boy's grown. See you later, Vader. I'm going to go hang out in the sand. Well, Ewan McGregor has teased the season two. Well, it feels hmm. like they've already made the continuity a little messy, so they might as well. Well, it was kind of minorly doing that. Um, I don't know. I don't think anything continuity-wise has been... So Leia literally gets saved. She literally gets saved by this man. And Luke's like over here crying in episode four. And Leia's like, they're there. Yeah. They're there. <laughs> like, she doesn't really seem to be that emotionally attached. But when you look back at like this, this series, like you would think, no, they've been through some stuff now. So like her aloofness in episode four is like odd to me now. Well, I don't know. Obviously, George didn't know whatever, whatever. And you're talking about this with continuity. But she's got a decorum that Luke does not have. Like, I feel like in the face of adversity, Leia can stand strong where Luke at that time can't. Like, she's lost her home planet, which sucks. I mean, I'm sure she's torn up about that. But she's able to kind of like put that on the back burner to do what's right for the rebellion at that time. I'm sure in private, she's bawling like a baby. I don't know her like that on a personal level, so I can't tell you whether or not she is that uh, emotional behind the scenes. We should we should ask Mark Hamill. He did lip locker, so hey, that's a sister. It's messed up, man. 
Mm, kiss your sister, you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I will tell you what, I, I like I like the idea that Luke and Leia were, were from like space Alabama. <laughs> you know, I mean Tatooine. That's pretty much uh, that's pretty much Alabama. <laughs> oh man, where where the heck are we? But I really do like this episode, and upon my second watch, I liked it better than the first time. I thought the first time I was like, yeah, this just doesn't have the same like action, the same punch that episode three has. And I still agree with my past self that no, it doesn't have that same punch. But it is important. Like it, it's important story stuff. We get uh, Reva and Leia. They're in this kind of like battle with each other, where Reva's trying to get some stuff out of her. And how did they not? How did they not find out she was force sensitive in this in this moment? Like this. This is this is one of my gripes. I feel like Reva knows now, though. Yeah, I feel like Reva knows, and she's using that. So here's a theory that I've I've seen being knocked around is that Reva is only using Obi-Wan to get closer to Vader because she thinks that with Obi-Wan's help, she can overthrow Vader. She's not She's not really trying to kill Obi-Wan. Like, she's trying to kill Vader. You know, I I agree with you, Blake, because Reva's, inten- Reva's intentions seemed, I don't know, they didn't seem completely om- like, ominous. Yeah, and she has to... She has to know that Leia's force sensitive. Like she tries to delve into her mind, and she can't. Like, and I, I do kind of find it hard to believe that little Leia is that strong in the force, where she can like repel that kind of. Or did she even try to delve into her mind? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't I'll know. say I feel this: like ever since whole- they they showed that ability in the Force Awakens with Kylo Ren, and it was supposed to be like, oh, he's so strong. This is a new thing. Like he can do this. The Inquisitor yeah. should not be able to do it, and I think that's part of the reason why she yeah. fails. So I don't think it's that Leia is that strong necessarily, but I think like think about that ability is supposed to be for a really powerful Sith yeah. or at least a dark side user, and the Inquisitors ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't, they yeah. they should not be strong enough to really do that. And I feel like that certain Jedi Sith Force users have like special abilities. Like if you look at Cal Kestis and Quinlan Vos, they have the. Uh, Force Echo. Th- I can't think of the exact name of the ability right now, but they can touch an object and through the Force know where that object has been, who's held it, the history of that. I feel like maybe the mind thing is is something somewhat of a special ability, you know, that goes kind of farther than just being Force sensitive. Yeah, it's like Ezra was really good with animals. You know, some some Jedi slash Sith are affiliated with certain abilities, things. Specializations, I guess. Right. Um, I agree with you, hundred percent. Nobody throws a force lightning like old Palpy, even though Dooku could. You know. Yeah, it wasn't the same. Well, I don't know. I... Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I think I think any Sith can learn the lightning, though. I think we maybe didn't see not Maul any do Sith. it. We didn't see. I mean, um, we know Vader couldn't do it because of the suit, but Maul couldn't do it. So. Maul wants to dominate his opponents using his lightsaber. He doesn't want to use the force when he fights. That's part of his thing. He wants to know that he's good enough to get someone without using the force. You sound like you know him intimately. They've had long talks. Listen, I... Me and Maul have a storied past. All right? He doesn't want the lightning. He doesn't need it. Okay? He has his own thing. He has a double-sided lightsaber. What does he need lightning for? He has aggression like I haven't seen. He's got that smoldering stare. But I just I just don't... Unless they reveal later on that Reva is secretly just trying to kill Vader and that she's using all this for that purpose, I don't buy the fact that they didn't find out that Leia was Force-sensitive this episode. What makes her think that Kenobi would help her, though? I'm going with your theory. Is she using Leia to be like, help me and I'll give you Leia back if we're on the same team to do the same thing? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the end plan, but it just seems that her, her attempts at Kenobi have not been 
they haven't been that tough, man. Like, she she straight up stabbed the Grand Inquisitor. I feel like she could have got to Obi-Wan in that way if she wanted to. I mean, I kind of see Reva kind of like Krennic in Rogue One, where they're like, they're a villain and they're ambitious, but at the end of the day, they're not really the villain. They're not like the the main yeah. thing to look out for. They're just kind of there. Right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out. I just think that she should have known. She should have known. And if she gets Obi-Wan there and Vader's there, I guess last episode would have been a perfect time for her to like initiate that plan if she was going to. I don't know. I I just think there's more to it. So I do want to talk about like one of the creepiest part of the episodes real quick. And this is this heavy scene with the. The Jedi in the hallway all on that. Oh, that was so weird. The yellow stuff? Yes, I am referring to the scene of the the dead Jedi museum that Obi-Wan visits on the planet of Nur. And so it wasn't just Jedi, though. It was like Force-sensitive people. Right. I I think, I don't know if it was. Okay. The first several did have robes. I mean, we don't know a lot of them. I I didn't know any of them aside from the very first one. Master Sanube, yes, from Clone Wars, the Llama Master. Yeah, that that scene. Yeah, that scene was interesting, and you know, I'm like, like they look familiar. That person looks familiar, yeah. and so I, of course, I go to Google. It, I go to Google afterwards, so <laughs> look it up. Yeah, and I remembered Sanube. Just he's so like different from any other creature we see, and I don't think I've seen another of his race in Star Wars that I can remember. Maybe a background character, but nothing that I can remember. He is the Llama people. Yeah, I want to. I want to go to the Llama Planet in Star Wars. Want to? I want to find out where that's at. I imagine it looks a lot like Argentina, dude. What if they? What if the planet is like half llama, half alpaca, and they just have constant war? Because they're kind of the same, but not. That yeah. sounds like the next, um, the next Disney project that will be three seasons long, and we'll have the Mando come in halfway through <laughs> to do whatever he does. You heard it first here, folks, and Disney Plus, if any of your execs are listening, or even the janitor, if you're the janitor and you take this to them, credit Dork Wars the podcast. We're, let's win an Emmy, baby. Let's do it. Mm. I'm honestly surprised there has not been a much younger Mando to pop in, just as a background, like walk, walk through. Not that he's going to actually interact with Obi-Wan, but just to have him be like, oh, that's, hey, peace, I'm here. Hey, like, there's a Mando. Yeah, and like I know me and you kind of connected on this, uh, Diedrich, in the first episode. I think we both had like the we're going to see Baby Yoda get saved feels. Like I felt right. like Grogu was going to get saved in that, that first scene. Still glad they didn't do it, but I was, oh, they had to put him in everything, but they haven't put him in this yet. I'm, I'm still waiting for a name drop or something, though. So was Sanube the only person y- y'all recognized? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I didn't recognize any of the other characters. Okay. I know that, of course, there's the youngling, and he, man, he still had his little helmet on. That was so sad. Yeah, that was yeah, that was kind of. What if, what if Grogu is with these people on the path, and Obi Wan inadvertently saves Grogu by saving him from Darth Vader or Reva, whoever you know? Like, I definitely think there's going to be some kind of integration because that's the whole point. They're trying to like Marvel universe this thing up, right? Yeah. They are. I mean, I mean, the Star Wars universe has always been a everything connects. I mean, that's, that's supposedly how it goes. But these shows do seem to have that flavor where they all kind of cross over together in this way and that way. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ewan McGregor pop up in the Andor series. I wouldn't be surprised to see anything like that. You know that that's just that's what Disney's doing, and it's working. I honestly hope he's not in Andor. Because that's so close to a new hope, it would feel real. Like, I, I can well, Andor, can Andor's going to span. Andor's going to span years. Like, it's not going to just be right before uh, Rogue One. So this is, I think, I think it is initially set around this time period, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you, you see, he's been in the fight since he was six years old. Six years old. So I mean, it it, it could have started back in uh, episode two. He could have been, yeah, he could have been six when the Clone Wars started, started. That could be, that could be right, because he's like 20-some, well, he's like 30-something in actuality, but I think his character's supposed to be like 20-something for A New Hope, or not A New Hope, Rogue One. 
and Rebels. Or, yeah, Rogue One. Dang, where'd you look at us butchering all the names? He's in something. He's in Star Wars. Have you ever seen Star Wars? I'm a big fan of Jurassic Wars. <laughs> Grant's not. Trade not, my friend. But yeah, that that whole like, so I'm guessing they've either used or are still using these bodies for experimentation. And who knows? They might not even be dead. Like, what if they're just like suspended in this stuff? I mean, it reminds me of one of the levels in KOTOR. It was the very last one. You're on the Star Forge. Mm -hmm. Anybody's ever played Mm -hmm. that? And whatever character model you made, there's tons of that character models like in tubes around a facility and you're constantly fighting off Darth Malak, but he's like siphoning off the life of your other forms in these tubes. Yeah. So it's probably got something to do with siphoning the living force or something like that. Right? Yeah, so this yeah, so this is at the Inquisitors like it's place, Darth so, Vader's temple. Um, it, it, or castle. No, it's not. Vader's it's castle. a different place. This is the Inquisitors. The Inquisitorious. Base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This wasn't on um It's Mu- in the same system yeah, it wasn't as Mustafar, Mustafar, but it's not it's not the same. Wow, they got water and lava planets there. What else is in that system, I wonder? They got water next to the lava. Is there, like, air? Just air? Just an air planet. Just wind, constantly. (laughs) Maybe there's, like, a rock planet. Maybe it's, like, the Avatar system. That'd be cool. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then... Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. So you're telling me Aang's at the center. That's what I'm hearing. We got, we got a theme going on here. Yeah, we do. Um, anyway, but yeah, so they, they did call it a tomb um, in this episode. So I, I assume these people are dead. Now, if they're doing some kind of science so experiment with who them, ca- I don't know. Who called it but, a tomb? Uh, Obi-Wan, right? Obi-Wan. How yeah. does he know? I mean, I guess he could feel them in the force. Unless I guess he's that... closed off from the force because he's trying to sneak around like a little sneaky boy. I don't think it's that easy to just like close and open, close and open, close and open. I don't think you can do it that way. Like, I'm kind of delving into legends a little bit here, and I know that it's not canon, so don't no one like get in our comment section on our Facebook on our Twitter and be like, "Blake, you suck. You're wrong. It's legends." It That's not how the force more. works, right? But in Legends, I mean, closing yourself off from the Force where no one can sit you was, like, kind of an advanced ability. Like, they, you had to be really good with the Force. I know by the end of, like, Legacy of the Force, it felt like if you knew you could do it, you could do it. But initially, it was, like, a big deal. So, I d- and, of course, Obi-Wan is very talented with the Force, but he hasn't been working with the Force in 10 years. So, it's like... Yeah, he's been closing himself off ability, for 10 years from the Force. Almost like he's been getting this ability that that, that, that he said he could use for 10 years straight. He's, I don't he, think it's like that. The only issue that. is that he's been using the Force increasingly since the series started, though. So I don't, yeah. I don't think This is true, but it doesn't mean... You close yourself off and then use it. I mean, why can't you? Yeah, if it's, it's a, not like if a, it's a, a thing like that. Force technique, why, why can't you? I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's a... With Obi-Wan, I don't believe it's a technique. I think he just didn't use the Force for so long, he kind of became numb to it, right? That's that's my feeling. Like, he just became numb to the Force. Kind of in the way that um, Luke does in The Force Awakens. And, of course, there's many p- parallels between those two characters. But they just don't use the Force. They've closed themselves off. Like, they, they're, they've, they're just adamant about not using it. So I think over time, that just makes it so you are just dulled to the force. Um, and just to go like between those two states where you're just like, boom, I can use the force. I'm, I'm appearing in the force and boom, and now you're back. I, I would like to see Disney bring that technique into canon, but I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think that's what we're going for here. And I think we've sidetracked, but <laughs> Obi-Wan does call it a tomb. They are probably all dead. I just don't know why you'd keep the dead bodies. It's kind of weird. So uh, while we're on this topic, so um, there may have been two more Jedi 
masters uh, in this tomb on, on screen, and one of them was Coleman Kaj. He makes a appearance in Revenge of the Sith. Then Oppo Oppo Rancisis. Oh, Rancis, Oppo Rancis. That's yeah. right. He's yeah. Yeah. It must have been quick. Then, I didn't see them. I, I definitely didn't see Rancis. I I don't know the other one well enough. It's probably like a background master or something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he makes a he he first appeared in the Phantom Menace and also you know all these people show up in the Clone Wars right one way or the other but um and then the deep dark web um uh, they said that uh it, it could have been um Mace Windu in there as well in the corner because there's like a because in the, in the corner you see like this like dark nah uh, they wouldn't do that but, but yeah nah. I I don't I don't think Samuel L would allow them to do that nah. he would have said. If, no. if he's coming, if he's coming back to Star Wars, he's coming back to Star Wars. It's not going to be like you flash by his dead body. He's coming in with his purple lightsaber, and he's he's slicing somebody up. Yeah, yeah. Plus, if it was him, you know what? Yes, yeah, Mace should be the one that comes back for the Andor. See, if anybody's going to come back with a vengeance, like it's going to be Mace with a metal arm. And a new lightsaber because he probably lost the other one, right? Like whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I don't know, man. Whoa. Whoa. Well, he lost both his arms. That lightsaber is probably sitting. I'm, he lost I'm sure both Palpatine arms? has it. All right, new theory has come up in my brain. No, it is. It is just. I think he did just cut off his one arm. Yeah, you're right. New theory. But he cut off his lightsaber arm. What if the third sister is Mace Windu's daughter, and that's why she wants to kill Vader so much? No, nah, no, no. And no, it's piggybacking off of your theory, Blake. No. You shouldn't have said it, man. It's all about family. It's, it's all, all about, about family. family. You know, everybody's got to be related, and, and two That's black people got to be obviously. related. They've got to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's a reach. I don't. I don't like that because Mace Windu is like totally on board with no attachments. So. This we we figure out which we, I guess we found I guess out the Jedi know. don't care <laughs> attachments not needed That's for true. that. That's true, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure it's looked down upon to have a kid in the Jedi Order because, I mean, how hard is it to not only, be attached to your own kid? So, only depending on your race, actually. Kiyadi Mundi, yes. they let Conehead have tons of wives and and spawn many many kids. Dude, he shouldn't have been a Jedi. Keati Mooney was a space Mormon. It's only been like ten years since like Mace Windu died, and so if he had a child, he had to keep that big secret somehow. And you know, Rava's always obviously like, you know, the twenties or thirties. Been a long so. time ago. Oh, that's it. Phantom Menace time. So yeah, that would have been a, that. That'd yeah. been before the Clone Wars. That would been Phantom Menace time, or in between Phantom Menace yeah. and uh, Attack of the Clones. I don't like your theory, Grant. I don't like it, but I mean, you could be right. You could be. I mean. Who knows? The big secret I want to know is, was Lando the father of that chick in Rise of Skywalker? He I gotta was, know. I'm dying like, to know. Come on. Because he was like, let's I go find not. out. Yeah, but Man, he said it. Yeah, he said creepy. it in a way that if if that's his daughter, that's creepy because he like, I, he pretty much said, hey, I'm going to show you the stars, baby. That's what he was telling her. Like, we're going on a cruise on the Lady Luck. That's his uh that's his ship in Legends, right? The Lady Luck. And uh Yeah, let's that's that's creepy. But on brand for Star Wars. Slight amounts of incest. But it stops once they figure that out, so I mean <laughs> Well <laughs> Was that a samurai force sensitive we saw? What was that? What samurai? What? Wait, did I what? Like, <laughs> Where did that the, come from? Where's Samurai's at? What are you talking about? The tomb. Uh, I'm still on the tomb. Sorry. <laughs> like we we saw a lot of force sensors. Like we saw like a, a samurai looking one. We saw a guy with a tunic and like robes, like a king. We saw like these two women that look like sisters or something. Like yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it was all, probably it was just to illustrate that it's not just Jedi. It's all yeah. force sensitive because there's a lot of other cults, right? Like Chirrut Imway is like. You know, in the, a lot, in the, of, a lot, not organizations, a lot of other cults. <laughs> that's, I mean, <laughs> well, heck, we just established that Kiati Mundi was a space Mormon, so, so there's other people out there who may not be a Jedi or a Sith, but they might praise the force of something. 
Praise be to the force. <laughs> now, praise be. And also pass the collection you. plate. Give me all your credits. <laughs> Monty Python and the Holy Instead Force. Of- Instead of somebody with the little clippy cloppies, it's just me screaming. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So, I like, do you guys like seeing the uh, the snow speeders? The snow speeders come in. I know we're jumping around it a lot. It was the worst but- thing I've seen in so long with these new Disney shows, man. It was so bad. It was so bad. It was sci-fi, like, basic cable level of bad. Like, sci-fi channel from, like, you know, back when people had cable. Right. So, was it, was oh. it just seeing the snow speeders or just the quality of the snow speeders? Something wasn't right about how f- how they floated, how they were. I guess like in in a new not a new hope in Empire Strikes Back, it seemed like the speeders had to maintain a, some kind of speed to like actually work. Right. So seeing right. like the air speeder just kind of hover and shoot at Reva was kind of like a weird fever dream. I'm like I'm, yeah. I'm like watching this weird not Darth Vader shoot at an air speeder. This is like fan fiction kind of scene. For me, yeah. I don't know. It was weird because I never thought about the airspeeder just kind of like stopping and shooting at us at a static target. Because yeah. all the all the video yeah. games you ever play with airspeeders have them moving at at least like you know fifty miles an hour or something like just to yeah. work. That's true. I I didn't think of it that way. I just thought it was weird that we didn't see them around any snow. Like where where are these things been hiding? Like do they only? I thought I honestly thought they they were just. Like on Hoth, like an Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, so apparently the T forty seven airspeeder, like they're supposed to look like, uh, like what we saw with this episode, and the ones on Hoth have been modified for the snow. So, but it, it, it we first see it on in yeah. Hoth, so that's the way we think it should be. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird they don't pop up anywhere else. Not they don't they don't pop up in Rebels. No. They don't pop up in A New Hope or in, uh, Return of the Jedi. That you know that's. That I don't know. It's weird. Well, in in old stuff, they used to just call them snow speeders. Air speeder yeah. is a recent like change in branding. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So why why couldn't it just been like X wings or something like they didn't have the budget for it yet? Well, I get why they would. My Plus, dumb self hadn't like... been invented yet in the timeline. That's possible. My dumb, my dumb self was like, "Man, that's a weird looking edge swing." Oh wait, that's not edge swing. <laughs> I just think they had that extra seat in the back, so they they knew they needed something with an. It could have been a Y wing with the extra seat in the back too. They needed something with two seats. They mm. could have they could have brought just like a spaceship, just any spaceship. It could have been anything. Like we know that really the rebellion's have. not really formed completely yet. We know they don't have a ton of ships because, like in the Rebel series, um, four to five years before. A New Hope, they're stealing the ships that they're going to use in the Rebellion in that show. And right. they're they're mm. prepping up for the war. So we know that they don't have all this stuff raring to go. So it it could have been any ship. It was weird. And you know what's odd? That's the scene afterward when we stare longingly at the, the female pilot who just lost what we can assume was her lover, the other, the other airspeeder <laughs> pilot, right? Because there's two, right? Like it, it seemed, they they really cared about each other. Like they they had to have something going on more than just like being buds. I get it. I get oh, it. I like sure. you go straight. Like not not a husband or wife. Not long time committed girlfriend. Oh yeah, that's that's their lover. I like that's where it went. I didn't see a ring. That's all I know. I don't know how Star Wars works. <laughs> I didn't see a ring. I don't. You know. I, uh, I mean, Anakin and Padme just exchanged droids, I and mean, that's all they did. Yeah. Why why put a label on it? It's just. <laughs> It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. There's other <laughs> questions to ask, you know. Yeah, there are. Like, why in the heck is Tala's hand so powerful? Like, in this in this episode, like, she, like, pulls rank on this guy at, at the elevator. I thought that was weird. Like, you're not going to ask any questions. Yeah. You're not going to call a superior. Like, is it your first week gonna, in, in the Empire? You're going to check with anybody else, bro? Because like, <laughs> she's being real suspicious, like. Yeah, like there's got there's definitely 
there's definitely higher ranking people there than she is. So she might be the highest ranked in the room, but you're a short telecommunication away from someone saying, hey, I got someone kind of suspicious down here. You want to just come check it out? You know, and of course, plot armor, but they could have done that a different way. I do like that they tr- they kind of did something with that where Tala was like, oh no, I was secretly working for the Empire the whole time to root yeah. out the whatever. She tried to be a triple agent. Yeah. Yeah, she rolled a natty one on that one though. Well, that, that doesn't work when you're talking to someone who can reach into your head and pull your thoughts out of your brain. I mean, that's... You know, we know that one going to end well. But then the smack. What? I mean... Her getting away from those stormtroopers was so goofy. It, like I said, it, it, it's was. not like it's not like the biggest deal to me, but it was almost. I kind of would put like some Char, uh, Charlie Chaplin music to it and make it like a comedy scene because it looked like a slapstick. Some Three Stooges kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it really it gave me those vibes for sure. What did y'all think about that scene with the glass shattering? What the that um, was really underwater cool. Base? Um, that was cool. Yeah, and we got to see something like that in um in Jedi Fallen Order mm-hmm. when he's at when he's at this at the base oh. on on Nur. He's when Darth Vader's in there. You can see all the water coming through. Like they've had a bunch of events in the past like five years where water keeps getting in. Reminded this me thing. of the Camino scenes from the Bad Batch too. Yeah, reminiscent of that, you know. Yeah, that whole planet's very Camino like. It's just water everywhere, and one standing structure. My question is, how in the world do they build those structures? Man, it's space. Don't ask too many questions. Yeah. They need to up their security, though, if they're being compromised and the fallen order. And yeah, like here. the Empire seems like it's really easy to kind of just get in and get out without, uh, without really <laughs> having any much trouble. They really need to update their security. Um, they really need to up, update their compliance levels. Should we uh, talk to Ring about doing an endorsement deal and just pausing right now and doing a little like Ring doorbell <laughs> thing? <laughs> With Ring, see who it is at your door. That'd be funny. Is it a spy for the Rebel Alliance? Maybe. Hmm. Or maybe she's a triple agent. But no, she's not because you're Riva. Catch the spies in your life with Ring. I was going to mention, oh yeah, we also got um, this Meet Roken, the, the straight out of Compton dude. Yeah, we did get that, and we didn't really talk about the beginning of the episode at all, where we meet, what, what's the guy's name? I don't even, I should have it written. Roken. Roken, Talent. yeah. So he's kind of like the leader of the path right now, right? He's He's got the Jedi Underground Railroad thing going, and, he, and he's mm-hmm. all about like leaving Leia to Reva and the Inquisitors, not not risking it. And then all of a sudden he's on board with the plan. And then we never see him again in the episode. Until the very end. Yeah. Until the very end when they like, he did none of the work. It's the kind of job I want. Do none of the work. Come in at the end. Steal all the credit. Save the day. You better be happy that I let those people go out there and risk their lives with our equipment. So I do want to talk about that opening scene, though. We get a uh, Darth Vader and Obi Wan connecting through the Force, like while they're both in Bacta. That was that was tense. So mm-hmm. again, I'm going to refer to our TikTok. I made a TikTok. I think I posted it yesterday. That's got that scene where they're going like back and forth, where he's in the Bacta tank and he's thinking of him, and he's and it's got the. Uh, the uh, that song that's real popular in Stranger Things right now, that "Running Up the Hill" song by by Kate Bush, is playing. So, <laughs> so go check that out. It's pretty funny. It makes the scene even tenser if that's possible. That song was stuck in my brain for like a week after watching Stranger Things. No lie, I know, man, because it, it plays. Yeah. I think it plays like once an episode. Like, yeah, it's, it's always on. It's like the unofficial song of the season. Of the season, yeah, and it's great. It's a great song. I like it. What's a good yeah. song? got some very 80s sounding synths in there too well it was made in the 80s um it was made in the 80s but i like the fact that they're now they're now aware of one another and they're frequently checking in on each other through the feelings of the force but um 
Darth Vader does does make an appearance though in full costume or full suit. It's not just a costume for him. It's it's a whole thing. It's not it's a not. costume. I'm sorry. It's a uniform. But um, man, he's he's mad at Reva for letting Obi Wan go, which kind of discounts the the theory that a lot of people have had that last episode he let Obi Wan go just to mess with him. Well, why would he be so mad at Reva for losing him, right? So, I think we can debunk that one. But he holds Reva up, and he's gonna he's gonna kill Reva. Like she she finally gets to plead her case. She's like, I put a tracker on him. So they uh, put a tracker in Lola, the little uh, the little droid. I want to know what that droid's called because I know it's not a Lola droid. What's what's its designation? What do, what's its number? I don't know. Do we do we know that? It's a cute little droid. Except for um, now, it's I believe evil, it is actually L zero dash L A is its actual designation. Lola. That makes sense. According to the plush toy that they just released, that is indeed what it is. Are Are you sure you're not just reading the word Lola? I know that it was between a zero and an O. I don't know if you do, but I do. Well, how do I know that you know that you do? I mean, determining by somebody's handwriting, I might not be able to tell that. It's what's right? typed up. I, I think. Well, maybe it's a funny font, Grant. Are they using wingdings on this thing? <laughs> but no, I definitely buy that. It's, it probably is L zero L A. Um, so Reva does plead her case to uh, to Darth Vader, and he keeps her on, which is very off brand for Vader. I thought he was going to take his anger out on something else, but he didn't. He he really quelled his anger quickly. He's still young. He's got that like that youngling blood still kind of dripping off of the. Not physical lightsaber that he wields, so he's still like getting getting down from that high. <laughs> so he's not quite as like bloodthirsty, maybe as he uh, will His be. His bloodlust is, is still quenched currently. He isn't uh, that thirsty for blood currently. He killed a lot of kids and a lot of citizens last episode. He just that's true. I forgot about last episode. Wow, you know what? I'm gonna take that all back because he was a monster last episode. <laughs> Listen, it was against Obi Wan. It's completely different. I don't know. I think that wraps up any, everything I want to talk about about this episode. Like, it's a good episode. We we needed the the story elements, and we got some great stuff. There were a few little quirky, goofy things, but you know, we I'll let it slide. So let's let's get to the ratings on this thing. Uh, we're gonna come to you first, Grant. What is your rating for Obi Wan Kenobi Part Four out of ten? I'll give this a six point five out of ten. Um, a lot of the sneaking around vibes remind me of the Death Star. It was really cool. Uh, the fact that he used the Force to kind of make a sound on the other side of the door to confuse the stormtroopers to get by them uh, really brought me back to A New Hope. Um, so and Jedi Academy, and, Jedi Academy game, you could do that. Yeah, that too. Um, so really enjoyed it. Um, there were some things that were just kind of eh. It wasn't uh, following Episode Three. It's just hard to come up from Vader versus Obi Wan. So, uh. We, in context of their show, it's 6.5. All right. So, Wesley, what is your rating for Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 4? I'm going to follow suit with Grant. Give it a good 6.5. I mean, it was... It was, it was fine. Um, you know, uh, I like the tomb scene. That was... You know, I, I like... You know, looking into uh, who those characters were, researching into that. You I like, like looking uh, into their cold, dead eyes. That's creepy. <laughs> okay, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like seeing them dead, but it was just a blast from the past, if you will. <laughs> like, oh, remember the good times we had. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think Reva, Reva was better this episode than previous ones um you know i her interrogation with leia uh, very reminiscent of of a new hope when leia was being interrogated by darth vader on on that movie so this one parallel she gets interrogated um, by imperials a lot uh, she does she, yeah she she finds herself in those situations well i mean that kind of leads credence to why like when uh when Luke finds her in that cell, she's like, you're a little stork to be a stormtrooper. Like, <laughs> it's just another mm-hmm. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't care too much about Tala 
pretending to be one of the security guards and you know having everyone call her sir yeah. <laughs> instead of miss like that's weird. a that's a <laughs> kind of that's funny. like a military thing uh, they do that in star trek too oh do they they call me sir <laughs> it's ma'am excuse me it's ma'am it is ma'am great explanations all around. Uh, Diedrich, what is your rating for Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 4? I'm going with the 6. A little underwhelming. I really did not like the airspeeders. Just something about it didn't work, man. I don't know. Maybe it was because they weren't around snow, and I'm used to the snow with the speeding around it and on top of it and whatnot. Anywho, um, it's alright. I've graded a lot of the other episodes pretty high, so I'm, I'm okay with going with it kind of a basic six there was some cool stuff and y'all kind of covered that already yeah it was a good episode it was just a, it was a solid decent episode and it yeah. is hard to come up after episode three because episode three was pretty hype it was it was i was pretty hyped i'm still hyped on it um for me out of 10 i'm gonna i'm gonna give this one i'm between a 6.5 and a 7 i think i'm i think i'm gonna stick with 6.5 though it was a solid episode, like you guys have said. We got some cool scenes. The tomb scene's pretty cool. Um, Reva's character, for me, did take a step up. I, I think I, the character's growing on me. I, I don't think it's the best character ever yet. Um, but I really want to see where her story goes, because I think it's deeper than just, I want to be the Grand Inquisitor. Like, that's so boring. I, I, I think yeah, I, I think there's more there, and I think that's why I'm starting to, to like that character more. Um, I like the Anakin Obi Wan feelings thing in the beginning. That was cool. Um, and the cliffhanger we got Lola Tracker Droid. That's that's gonna be cool. And obviously we're gonna get some Empire trying to to get in on the path. So yeah, I'm gonna stick with a six point five. And I can't wait to see uh, Obi Wan Kenobi Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back next week. So let's go on and throw it to Master Yoda for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Tomb, the word of the week is. <laughs> so, Master Yoda, you, you really don't have to laugh about the word tomb. That's kind of kind of creepy. And there were some Jedi in there, like uh, Master Sanube, that nameless youngling kid that it was all really sad yes hurt me it did on Dago I felt all of that I could all the death hurt me it did well I'm sorry to hear that Master Yoda that's really sad um so how how did you cope over there on Dagobah hmm meditation solitaire a great game that is when by yourself you are <laughs> Yeah, you were pretty isolated out there. So, did you ever think of helping Obi-Wan? Like, I know you could feel what he was going through. I mean, I half expected you to come in that, that opening scene where we see Anakin and Vader just going back and forth and out of nowhere. It's just like, bah, here I am. <laughs> yeah, but but it didn't happen. It didn't happen, Master. And I'm a little, I'm a little taken aback. Doing my own thing, I am. Chilling out on Dagobah. Hard life I had. Retirement's what it was. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. And just a few short years after that, you have to come out of retirement and save the whole thing. So, um, we kind of know where that ends up. So, here's the hope and we see Master Yoda in one of these next couple episodes. And with that, we come to the end of another great episode of Dork Wars, the podcast. Check out DorkWarsPodcast.com. Check out our Facebook page, our Twitter page. Um, check out our TikTok page. Check out our link tree where you can find our merchandise store and all the other places that we are. Thank you, folks, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars, the podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Ketamine production.